Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, other fans who might be listening, especially to my cheese heads. We want to say welcome back to the What's Packing podcast. We are presented by the Say It Again Network. I thank them for, you know, hosting me and the podcast. I'm joined again this week by the special co-host, guest host. We're still trying to figure that out, but, you know, we're not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. We're just going to just enjoy the, uh, the experience and not think too much about it. Tom from the Green Bay House. One game at a time. One, hey, one, one game at a time. One week at a time. We all got to do our one eleventh. I really like that. Honestly, they talk about that, and I don't know if I've heard that anywhere else. Like in in like football, like someone put it quite in those terms. But I know they started talking about the one eleventh when Lafleur got there, and I really like that concept of everyone does their one eleventh, and it reminds me very just off topic, kind of tangent, real quick. I'm a big anime. We call them weebs now, but in my day, we just were called like nerds or geeks, but they say weebs now. I guess it's a little more, you know, less offensive or whatever. But there's a show called uh, Ghost in the Shell. It was a show about like in the future and like people and machines are like the set, like been infused and you have like all these new kinds of crimes that can take place because now like we are fused with computers. So like, you know, people can get their, you know, whole bodies hacked or whatever or things like that can happen and get their memories stolen all kinds of shit and so it's like they have this new special crime unit that handles this and they had this one particular like storyline was this uh kind of terrorist group but they were like they're like terrorists but not like we just want to be terrorists to take over the world we're, like they were trying to like be terrorists to sort of change the world uh yeah. and they were called the individual 11 and they had like this really like kind of cryptic tattoo of like some sort of like I think Japanese kanji for one thing, and then like the infinity sign underneath. It was it was really interesting. And when I heard Lafleur and the players talk about one eleventh, it reminded me of that individual eleven sort of thing. I don't think they have anything to do with each other, but it was just for anyone who might be an anime sure. nerd like me out there. And also a big time football junkie like me is like the co- the co- co- collision of two worlds you never thought would really collide. And I just want to just give anybody who might be listening and, and, and can appreciate that a little kind of tip of the cap. All right. So, look, man, without any further ado, let's just get right into it. OK, biggest news, I would say, for Packers 
even bigger than really the Aaron Rodgers coming back. Devontae Adams, blockbuster trade, getting dealt to Las Vegas in um a, a in a trade that many fans, yourself included, did excuse me, did not see coming, did not see possible. I left the door open for some chicanery and some tomfoolery, maybe, with Rodgers. And I just knew, I knew for a fact, I could see it in his eyes and I heard it in his voice when he said it live on the NFL Network. I always kind of harken back to that interview he gave. I think maybe James Jones was on the set or, 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 or someone like that. And he just said, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not playing with that franchise tag. I want to be the highest paid. <clears throat> and, you know, I deserve that. It wasn't I think, I feel, it was I deserve that. So it was no surprise to me that he was not fucking with that franchise tag. I'm less shocked than most people that he got dealt, he got traded. Um, but you know, I think there was this 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 immediate reaction for people to sort of like maybe choose sides. I saw some fans immediately just started kind of like almost bashing on Devontae, bringing up the history of Nelson and James Jones, I believe, played there. And, you know, just talking about how when players leave, you know, Rodgers Rogers made Devontae more than Devontae made Rodgers and all this kind of negativity. And really, honestly, that rubbed me the wrong way because I don't really see, a, I don't see a bad person in this equation. You know, I don't think the Packers really did anything wrong. I don't think Adams did anything wrong. And I definitely don't think the the, the the Raiders did anything wrong. People are like hating on the Raiders. So um, just I'll open it up to you a little bit. Initial reactions, thoughts. What do you think about the trade? Do you think the Packers got an equal, you know, value for Devontae? Do you think they could have got more? And, you know, how, how do you feel now going forward about Devontae? Can you still root for him? Like, is there any part of you that, like, are you mostly sad? Are you just just give me some thoughts on how you're feeling? Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's disappointing. Um, you would have hoped they could have worked it out. Um, it, it was kind of like three stages of grief initially. When you found out about it, you were upset. Then you found out, you know, maybe we were going to match what the the Raiders are going to pay, and then I think you're maybe a little bit more upset. And then you find out next that we actually offered over what the Raiders are going to pay. And he still left. So, you know, at that point, it's like, I think you go from kind of being sad to then upset. And then you hear that all of Devante's life, he's, it's been his lifelong dream. I heard him say today, it was preordained that he was going to be a uh, Las Vegas Raider. So, you know. So, so hold on. So, so, you, so you listen to his press conference. I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, I saw the clips. Okay. You know, where he talked about growing up a, a Raiders fan. Growing in the up in the Oakland area, wearing a Charles Woodson jersey when he was a kid in school, you know, if that was the case, I feel like why didn't he leave the first time he hit free agency? Um, you know, or why didn't he just say that all along? So I don't know if I buy that fully. You know, it feels more to me like somewhere along the way, things got tough with Green Bay on that extension. Maybe they didn't really think he could get twenty seven, twenty eight million a year. And then that's kind of when he had it set in his heart that he was going to do everything it took to get out of here and go play for Las Vegas. So it's, I mean, it's tough. I think he's a huge piece. The Packers have a big gap to fill. And we kind of talked about this last week. You know, after Devontae, you really don't have a number two. You've got an emerging number three in Lazard. 
So you really, you know, don't have much of a receiving core at all. Um, and now you got to basically piece it together from scratch. And, and so that's going to be tough to do, you know, in a year, in one off season, basically. It's just a huge, it's a huge hole. So you said something interesting. You said you're not really buying his whole lifelong dream to play in Vegas and it was ordained and stuff. And I think that's interesting because I find Devontae Adams to be a very loyal person that kind of almost kind of lives by like sort of a street code. And I think it's interesting that we sort of get packaged these players as the people we make them up to be in our minds. And, you know, who's going to come to a, a city and, you know, it's in how you can't really ingratiate yourself to a city or people especially of like a diehard fan base, you know, talking about, you know, someplace else you'd rather be. And I feel like as a as a young guy coming from the streets or whatever, you know what I'm saying, like it's parts of it's parts of where he's from or that area that are that are rough and then there's parts like San Francisco that are rich as fuck. So it's like I don't want to just mm-hmm. like put him in a situation, but even if you don't grow up in the hardest, poorest, like most treacherous conditions, you can still be adjacent to certain elements where you it becomes a part of your character and he just seems like to me like the kind of person who kind of has almost like a street code and he understand he understood like you know i'm i got picked by green bay it's a great organization aaron Rodgers was a great player you know adams was young he was kind of relatively unknown even though he really lit the ncaa on fire but because he did it in san jose state nobody's really talking about him Enough mm-hmm. so that the Packers could take him, what, in the second round? Second oh, round. Second yep. round. Enough that you could take him in the second round, but not enough to where people were talking about him coming out of his pro day or after an amazing combine or he's flying up draft boards. But yeah. I completely buy him always wanting to be a, a, a Raider. He grew up there. He grew up that not far from there. I mean, and it's not just like you – I mean – and and maybe it's a little bit different because all there is in Green Bay, in Wisconsin, is Green Bay. But when you like from yeah. California, like you sort of, it's like you had the Chargers, you had the Rams back in the eighties and the seventies, then you had the the Raiders, and then you had San Francisco. Like there's always been this sort of fluctuation of teams all throughout the state. And I think maybe more of your identity kind of is like who you like or, you know, you know, who you, who you, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't want to put too much into it or try to get too deep or philosophical about it, but I really do believe him honestly that he's always wanted to be, um, he's always wanted to be if it is, a Raider. If it is good for him and uh, people, that's true. Yeah. I'm happy for him. I just, I don't know. I, I'm just surprised that this is, you know, this is how we all found out about that. You but like, I mean? wh- wh- when would you want him to talk about it? Like when when's a good I mean like Rodgers is a little bit different because I mean even kind of before, he was so much a part of the draft you know what I'm saying he was so much a part of sure. he might be number one overall and they're doing interviews and they're talking to him and he's at the combine and he's at draft day he's at the table and you know what I'm saying so there was a time when guys are a part of the draft this draft industrial complex that I want to talk about at some point like they are pushing storylines they're trying to get you to watch they want to be they want you to be invested in these guys before they even go to a team or to see something else besides your team. Your team's not coming until pick 27. We got to get you to want to watch for picks 1 through 26, you know? Devontae didn't have that. 
He was at home in freaking San Jose, California. Nobody was cared about where the fuck he was at. No one cared about his story. So when is he supposed to come? Yeah. When he when they talked to him the first time in Green Bay, hey Devontae, tell us about yourself. I, I, I honestly would have rather have been a Raider, but you know, hey, Green Bay's great, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then as he yeah. and I really believe, like I said, I think the part of him being sort of kind of having this loyal kind of code is like, look, y'all drafted me, y'all believed in me, so I appreciate that. Uh, Oakland didn't believe in me, you know, they didn't yeah. draft me. I would have loved to go there, but I'm not going to talk about people who didn't pick me or draft me. I'm here to grind and show why they should have drafted me and prove that I'm the best. And yeah, when his yeah. first contract came up, yeah, you could have make a fuss about it. And be like, I, I want to be in Oakland, but I, I don't even remember what the fuck the situation was like in Oakland or what the contract situation was or whether it was feasible or not. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you're under contract. He was on his. He didn't go to free agency. He was under contract. They renewed his contract and it's like, nah. I'm not about to turn down. I'm a kid from the from the streets. I'm not about to turn down money. Maybe to go test free agency. Maybe Oakland wants me. Maybe they don't want me. I'm here. I'm doing good. Rogers is dope. I mean, I like the coaching staff. Like, we just won a Super Bowl. You know, in 2010, a couple years ago, I feel like we can get back on that. So I don't blame him for being a loyal guy. He seemed like a loyal dude who really appreciated and loved the fact that Green Bay saw something in him. What he saw in himself. And so there was no need to leave, even though, yeah, yeah, you always had that first crush, you know what I'm saying? But can you go back to high school yeah. with your first crush when you're like 35 now and you're like not, like like a thousand miles away from her and like you don't even know what the fuck she like? Come on now, like I, I, Green Bay ain't dogging me. They're not treating me bad. They're a good girl to have. They're a good yeah. loyal girl. They treat. Yeah, I'm a yeah. Let's get married. Let's do this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, you know, you always have that first crush, but whatever. But then. After a couple of years into it, things start switching up. Maybe I, I hear you're flirting. You're thinking about, you know, getting rid of me. You think about replacing. Like what? It, I, all I done for this league, what I put my put my body in line. I'm I'm getting concussions. Sham Shields, he got a concussion, never played again. Devontae Adams had like yep. two or three of those concussions in a season and played the next yep. game. So it's like, come on, don't come at me with this bullshit. Like, I got to prove something, and you got to see if everyone else thinks I'm as good as you. Nah, fuck all that, man. No. Do you love me? Do you want me? Am I the best to you? Then just pay me. It don't got to be 30. I said 30. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm shooting for the moon. But come on now. Come on. Don't, yeah. don't, no, don't, don't hit me with that. So once they, once that got into the air, I feel like the last straw was the franchise tag. That was almost like the line. Don't, like, you, okay, we might not be seeing eye to eye. We might be having an argument, whatever, whatever. But you know being married and just dealing with women, right? There are certain lines that women will crawl or they know how to push buttons. And I think the Green Bay Packers, they tested him. They tested his gangster for for, for lack of a better term. And he was like, look, that's one thing I'm not going to have. Y'all not going to yep. sit after I told you publicly and privately, I do not want that tag. Do you and think they, they really, though thought he was ever going to come back when they put that tag on him because they supposedly hadn't talked to him for months well, so I, that, well I, I think there's really a difference true. between talking to him and talking to his people i think there was but always talked to his agent i don't think they talked to his agent since mm. the prior off season i don't i don't buy that at all i don't buy that at all yeah i don't buy that i think maybe i think maybe it fell apart and they said hey listen this here's what we're gonna do we'll help you out we'll get you out of here but these are the steps we're going to have to take. 
Mm, we're gonna have to that's pay. interesting. We're gonna have to get something back. We're gonna have to get something back out of this. Hey, I um, mean, we can't just let you walk out the door. That's an interesting take on that. I kind of like that conspiracy theory kind of take mean, Devante on it. Goes, Devante ends up going exactly where he wants. Yeah. Which I I don't know if I mean, can we even say that that was the best offer out there, or was that Gudikins? Trying to work with Devonte to put him in the situation he wanted. Kind of do him in a and, solid, you know, like a solid kind of yeah, look, you know. Do him a solid. Yeah, I mean, if he wanted to go to Las Vegas, bad. I think it's more likely that things broke down a long, long time mm. ago, and that they mapped out some type of plan or process to get him where he wanted to go, and this was all part of it. That's a honestly, that's a great point, and and we could really talk on this for a long time. But we're gonna like I like I'm gonna move on. I was gonna say this one last thing. I like the fact that you like how you I, I think it's I think you make good points and I, I can see how that could, could be possible. But in my gut, I just feel like that's I feel like the way it really played out is they they thought that they they probably in their mind thought there's no way no one else is really gonna give him 30 million, 28 million. There's different kinds of tags you can put out there. And the tag that they used to your to kind of to your point, the tag they used basically allowed him to go somewhere else and them to come back and say, okay, you know what? It's not our preference, but you found a a, a, a person that's willing. So we'll honor that. We'll honor the fact that you found that. We'll pay that to you. Maybe even hell throw in another cup, another meal just because we put you through this. And he was like, nah, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> and so then, yeah. yeah, I think there was some conversation about, you know, leverage and if other teams know that he doesn't really want to be there because you're going to have to sign him to an extended deal. So then you'll have to get a disgruntled player that doesn't want to be there and you're going to have to be like, okay, four or five years. He'll be like, nah, I'll do two years, um, 35 million. Come on. I, yeah. I, I don't want to be here. So it's like you, <laughs> Green Bay is kind of in a point in a position where it's like you do kind of got to give him something what he wants because he's got you on the hook for twenty point one million, and you're not going to be able to get the most out of another team because they're like, look, we don't want this guy. Like, yeah, we want him, but not if he's disgruntled. Because, yeah. whatever. So, yeah. I, but it's it's interesting. It's interesting, and look, maybe we could come back to it and keep talking about it, and, and maybe more information comes out, and we can come back to it. But I do want to move on because the Packers did get something back, right? They got a first rounder this year, which I think is like 22nd overall or something like that. And they, yeah, 22. And Not they bad. also got a second rounder this year. Okay, so they got two, a first and a second round, plus their first and second rounder. And with the money that they saved, that 21, that $20.1 million, they go out and they sign my man, Razu Douglas, who, for the oh, record, was my second rated priority on their offseason list right after Devondre Campbell. So they signed Razul to a three-year, 20-something million dollar deal, like $7 million a year. He's got a couple million dollars in the centers. I think that's a great deal for what he brought to this team, his production, his swagger, his commitment. I loved everything he said throughout the season. I loved everything he said at the end of his, uh, like the the, the wrap-up season, wrap-up kind of press conferences. He talked about unfinished business. He talked about just, you know, being focused and not wanting a whole lot. And honestly, he didn't get paid a whole lot. He probably honestly could have gotten yeah. a lot more, but he took what he felt like he was deserved because the finish, the business was unfinished. And I love that in a guy. So they do that. And pretty much the whole gang is all back with the exception of Zadarius Smith. And we can get to that in a, in, in a, in a few more subjects. When we talk about the NFL as a whole in free agency, but they got the whole gang back. 
the whole freaking gang back, man. And they add Jaron Reed, big run stuffer who has a little bit of upside as a pass rusher and is durable on the inside from Kansas City. So he also has a bit of championship pedigree with him as well to come in and play next alongside Kenny Clark and kind of be his Robin, or maybe you want to say Nightwing, not even really Robin, more kind of Nightwing, kind of on his level a little bit, a little bit older, maybe not as ups, much upside, but you kind of know his floor is is probably a lot more solid and a lot higher than the guys we have currently in place. So, I mean, they not only retain somebody we really wanted them to retain, but they go out and they get someone who's going to add to the depth on the defensive line. Just talk to me about how you feel about these moves that Green Bay was able to make after, you know, Devontae Adams goes to uh, Las Vegas. The Devontae sting definitely stole a little thunder from Razul Douglas, for sure. I mean, a day, you got Devontae, I think, Friday, Saturday, the Rasul Douglas extension. And it would, that was big news. That was as big as Devondre Campbell, for sure. If not bigger. I mean, at one point, I remember we were talking about, can you keep three out of those four guys, Rasul Douglas, Devondre Campbell, Preston Smith on an extension. And seemingly, I mean, I, I texted a buddy of mine on Saturday night and I said, you know, take out the Devonte thing, which, you know, seemed like it was inevitable he was going to leave for a long time. But what has Gudekins done wrong so far this offseason? I mean, to even think of one thing. My, uh, my personal opinions aside of, about, you know, bringing Rodgers back, to your point, not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. And honestly, yep. it is really a shame that Gutekunz, because he's not really a name, he wasn't a name, and he didn't have any pedigree. His dad wasn't an executive of the year for the uh, Patriots or, you know, for the some team back in the 90s or whatever. He's just a guy that, I don't know, cut his teeth, like they say, and, and came up. So he doesn't get that fan yeah, fear. He came, up, he came up as a scout. Yeah. In like... You know, the 90s. I mean, this guy... Under this this conservative Ted Thompson, Ron Wolf era. So it was like, you know... But, you know, the the Jerron Reed signing, um, just to go back to that real quick, uh, you know, great, great, great move by Green Bay. Hopefully, best days aren't behind him. He's only 29 years old. Yeah. It's a one-year deal, which is a lot, you know... You love a guy like that on another prove-it-to-me year where... He's got to go out there, and you know he's looking for that Zadarius Smith-style, Preston Smith, three-, four-year extension. Mm-hmm. That's what he's looking for next, and, and so now he gets a one-year shot. And, you know, it's funny. This guy is uh, he's an Alabama play, last-chance mm-hmm. you guy, not from the show, but scuba Mississippi guy. I don't know if you knew that. I did Played not know that. I heard about last chance. You never actually saw it, but I kind of heard all the kind of talk First around it. was good. First season was good. Yeah. But, you know, he's a guy that missed a show, I think, by like a year or two. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a good move. I think everybody has been so caught up in the splash wide receiver signing that they haven't really looked at how good this move is. They haven't looked at giving Rasul Douglas as much credit as we should have, <clears> for <throat> sure. Um, but, you know, this is Gudekin's plugging away. I don't think – you know, and I don't. And think, Russ Ball. I, I will say Let's right not forget now, Russ Ball, because he's the one working these magic yeah, on Ball, the on too, the contracts. Sure. I mean, that's his guy. They're kind of like a, a, a peanut butter and jelly at this point. But yeah. it's like you know. Yeah, they're clicking. They're clicking. Yeah, no, no, no. Time, that's, heard, um, they are clicking. 
For sure, I yeah. I heard uh, Udikins was out at the Ohio State Pro Day scouting. Olave, so people guys, are thinking about this could be Olave. This could be, maybe I don't know who else. Right there. Ohio, Ohio right has. There. I mean, real quick, I mean, we, now, we can't. Here's a question for go ahead. You, on the wide receiver front. I don't think that they make a move at wide receiver until the draft. I think they're yeah. going to wait, knowing that there's going to be, you're going to have cap casualties at some point before the season starts. Even if some of these big guys like Julio Jones get signed or, or some of these wide receivers, OBJ, you're going to have guys that are, are available via trade or that just get cut to free up space heading into the season. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't do anything at wide receiver all the way up until the draft. You see how that pans out and maybe package something into a trade if move, taking some draft picks or drafting a wide receiver number one. But I'd love to get your thoughts on where you think – they definitely need to make a move. I think you've got a draft high – at wide receiver for sure. At, at a minimum, that's going to have to happen. You're probably going to have to sign someone. But I'd be curious to get your thoughts on when you think those events are going to take place from now leading up to training camp. So I, I think you bring up an interesting point, and I think you're totally right, that at, at this point now, I don't see Green Bay making a move. The first mm -hmm. run of guys is already concluded. I mean, and really – I mean, as far as market value, Devontae was at the top of that list. And because he was sort of, you know, with the Packers and had that tag on him, and he was going to make so much, he didn't go first. Some of the other guys went first, like your Godwins and your whoever else is your Will, your, your Mike Williams is, and, and those kind of people went first. Devontae was able to look and say, see, told y'all, $28 million. Everyone else was getting like 19 and 20 He's like, look, this is what I want. Packers like, okay. Now he gets dealt. Then we see after he gets dealt, oh, uh, some other some other guys get, get some money too. We can talk about that. I mean, Tyreek Hill getting paid today. Uh, the cheetah getting a cheddar. And now you know the story behind that yeah, one. I just he almost had a deal done with KC. He almost had a deal. Almost had a deal done. He almost had a and KC pulled out or he pulled out. He pulled out once the Devontae contract news See, came out. See, and I'm so not surprised. He's like, look, and I think, I think honestly, truth be told, I think um, Tyreek Hill, he's kind of a, he's kind of a, a, a victim of. I don't want to call anybody victim. I hate calling people victims, even people who are actually victims. But he's sort of like his, his issue is that he came into the league as a special teams guy. You know, when he came to the, he was just a gadget guy, quick guy. Uh, he can run on some deep routes. And, but he really was a punt return, kick return guy. He made the Pro Bowl as a kick returner. Then he sort of just, once Mahomes came into the situation, it's like, we can actually use this dude. And Kelsey kind of developed into a, a, a Hall of Famer. It was like he was in the perfect situation to just take advantage of all the, you know, everything else. And he developed into an all-pro receiver who isn't just a guy who runs deep. He can do other things. And, they, and he became an integral part of that offense, and he knew that. But at the same time, they're also like, we also have, we have Kelsey, okay? So, like, even though as great as you are, you're still not that great to us. Because Kelsey and Mahomes are the are the thing that makes all this thing work. And he's like, in his mind, I'm, I'm, I am just as good as Devontae. You know what I'm saying? I, and, and, and I'm faster. So, it's like, and I think that Tyreek Hill is underrated because people sort of painted him with this, oh, he's a special teamer who just has a... He learned a new trick. He's a one-trick pony that learned a new trick. 
And people don't want to give him his credit for developing into a really top flight all pro receiver who in his own right, honestly, with some longevity could probably become a Hall of Famer just because if you just look at sort of the beginning and like what he what his potential, I mean, the dude, you know, I don't know now going to Miami, but I'm just saying his skill set is just it's in, in the way he can just take over a game. It's very it's a it's not many people can can really just take over a game like that and sort of change the whole field. So I think I'm not surprised that he sort of won it more. I'm not surprised and I don't think he shot too high, but I applaud Kansas City for sticking to their guns. Yeah, I mean his his statistics are startling. I mean, <laughs> 6 years in the league, 3 All-Pros, 6 Pro Bowls. And like I said, yard receiving seasons you have to remember his first year or two he wasn't a receiver really so you know he did so much damage in so little bit of time man i mean no you're right another and this guy's 27 so he could easily play nine ten years dude and and, he and he could be one of the best ever and with that speed for sure even when he loses a step he's still gonna be the fastest dude in the league so it's like oh one of the fastest you know his him losing a step is like going from a four two to a 4-4, you know what I'm saying? Which is still ridiculous yeah. for, for like a guy to be 33 years old, still running. Ah, four. So it's like, come on. Um, But what I'll say is the other interesting news, which kind of ties this to Green Bay, not just in the Devontae Adams thing, but in the fact that moments before this went down where he's traded to, to Miami, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling was spotted at the Kansas City facilities on a visit. Mm, so interesting. I don't think Marquez Valdez Scantling is going to be coming back to Green Bay. And I think he's in a situation similar to Tyreek where in his mind, he sees himself as a star or someone who could be potentially a star. But for whatever reason, whether it's him dropping passes, which I will admit he drops a lot of passes. But at the same time, I've always said that Rodgers has no other options so you almost forced to trust these dudes you're forced to kind of give them those opportunities and he would not give them those opportunities even 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 when he did there will be many times where yeah marquez would drop a ball but there were also many times where he would be wide open and rogers just miss him overthrown underthrown uh, maybe properly yeah. distanced, but just not on target. So it's like, I, I don't put all the blame for why he didn't really pan out on him because I expect my Hall of Fame receiver, uh, quarterback to elevate all to be the tide that rises all ships. And far too often with Rodgers, it's this like, no, you have to like be on my level before I even trust you 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 have to like qualify yourself to me instead of me saying like you know what i'm gonna pull you up i'm gonna pull you up and i'm gonna trust you i'm gonna throw you the ball yeah you might drop it da, da, da. or like i said you can't miss those the ones he drops okay but there can't be memorable five six times in a season where you just overthrew him that's that I can't that can't you can't have especially when you can throw like passes between three guys when a dude turns his head and the ball goes right by his head and Devontae has to catch it. Like I've seen you throw too many circus trick trick plays to where you throwing a dude wide open on a uh, full stride is like come on. 
I think there was a little bit of mishandling of his abilities and also Rodgers being Rodgers, which is why I'm not so crazy about the first round draft pick thing. I'm not so crazy about that because if you if you look at it through the years, Rodgers has notoriously been hard on rookies. I don't just think I don't care who the fuck they even if they draft a Jamar Chase or a, a Justin Jefferson, excuse me, a Justin Jefferson, excuse me. I'm not sure. I'm just saying I'm not sure if if they have the same kind of impact that they do on their teams with the with the uh the Bengals in Minnesota as they would in Green Bay because I just don't know if Rodgers is going to give a rookie no matter how talented they are that sort of opportunity. He doesn't just click well, with dudes immediately. So I don't know if that's going to be the end-all, be-all people think it's going to be. I'm curious to see what happens with Amari Rodgers this year. That's another guy. I mean, Amari Rodgers. I mean, even though, like, honestly, he looked terrible. Like, he just looked terrible at everything. Disaster. Everything. Everything yeah. he did that he was supposed to be, he looked terrible. So, I mean, I don't know if that's just about confidence. That's what I'm saying. He's supposed to be the bigger, faster, more pedigreed Randall. So it's like, I don't know if... And he also was like... Randall Cobb's like biggest fan, like his dad coached, like 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 or something. He had some kind of connection with Randall like, Cobb. He was like in the locker. No, but he he had some sort of connection to Randall Cobb, like his dad, like he was coached by Randall Cobb's dad or, or something like that. So it's like, I mean, yeah, there was a big yeah. kind of they really sold us on that. I mean, the media did. I mean, that's I guess that's their job. And the Packers weren't really saying these things, but this is what people were saying. Um, you know, it. But I'll say this because you mentioned it earlier. As far as like how do they fill this void, how do they go about it, I do believe they are going to draft a player in the first round. Now, I, I don't see how that I don't see how Rodgers would come back even just for one more year, like you might think is gonna be just like a one or two year thing, or a three or four year thing. I don't think I don't see him coming back without getting that piece. Last time he didn't get a chance to have that because all of the drama took place after the draft, right? This time he got to negotiate that from starting from last year to this point, and you're gonna and Adams isn't coming back, and you know MVS is leaving, so I think he's gonna have some say. So they went out, they get an extra pick in both of the first two rounds. They've got ammunition. We know Gutekunst is not afraid to move up. He is very different from Ted Thompson in that sense. He has some of that draft and develop. He has a lot of the. Um, uh, conservativeness, but I tell you what, I don't see Ted Thompson doing nearly any of these moves that Guru Coons did this year. All the void stuff, bringing everybody back, you know, picking up, you know, signing big contracts. Sign, I mean, Packers never used to sign people to highest paid this, highest paid that, and sign a bunch of big contracts. I mean, even like Kenny Clark, and I mean, I'm telling you, what, under Ted Thompson. Aaron Jones would have been gone. I think Gutekunz has shown he can be aggressive. He can kind of yeah. go off sort of the script a little bit, but still stay within the confines of their principles. So, but I think this year it's going to be like Rodgers. Okay, I'm not saying we're gonna. I'm not. I'm not promising anything. But hey, look, we do have this capital, and you know, if if there's a guy we like, I'm not. I don't know if they're like jumping up to ten. Right to get the best guy in the draft just because Rodgers wants him to. But if there's a guy, you know, if they drop 15, 17, okay, we're sitting, we got 22 and whatever, 28, okay, we can move up. We can move up from 22 to 17 to get a guy that Rodgers really likes or whatever the case may be. So I think they do make a splash this year. I don't think they spend both of those first round draft picks on receivers. 
I don't even know if they're going to like, like I said, say, okay, we'll take a take take our 29th and whatever and, and 22 and swap and let us go all the way up to seventh or 11th to get to really splash, make a really big splash. But I think they maybe move up, maybe four or five picks at the most, right? To that 17, kind of 17, 16 might be that sweet number for them. Then have their pick at 29 or 28 or whatever it is. And then they go and get someone else. Like maybe they still go out and maybe they go out and get another edge rusher. Or maybe they get a an offensive lineman that they really like. Or maybe they, you know, get another defensive back because they love collecting those. You know, you got, they always have assurances and they've, they've dealt with injuries so much over the past. They kind of learn to be deep and and have try to have high quality depth at, at that. So I mean I don't think they're going to go crazy and go all offense, but I can see them moving up. And I can see them finally, right? Everyone's talking about finally in Rodgers 17-year career finally take an offensive player in the first round for him to throw to because I feel like it's the last sort of piece to this all-in puzzle. Like they 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 did all this other stuff to appease him. This is the last thing that you know he wants. And this is the last thing that you kind of know that's out there, right? I, you know, yeah. we talked about both sides being sort of aware of the narratives on, on them. So they know that's the narrative. So it's like, okay, let's just fuck it. Cross it off the list. And I do think they will sign someone. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing you said. That's the other thing you said. I, I, I think they will wait till after the draft. That they, I think that's yep. kind of like the, the big rush is gone. I started out making that point, and then I kind of lost it. But then I'm glad you brought that back. But yeah, I do agree with you that it's like we're going to draft somebody. We'll see who's left in the sort of after draft secondary market. Maybe like like a Julio Jones. I don't think no one's picking up Julio Jones before the draft because everyone's going to say like, who yeah. can we get in the draft? And if we don't get a guy who we think is the next Julio or whatever can provide that for us. Then we can go get an older sort of kind of injury prone Julio Jones to, on a, on a, on a cheap deal, one year or two year deal and say, Hey man, you know, we're a contender or maybe we're not a contender, but maybe it's like, maybe it's not as cheap as a contender would maybe someone who would pay him a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? So I think there'll be an after, after draft market for, for those guys who haven't been picked up yet. I don't see anybody else getting picked up. I mean, Tyreek was like the last big fish in my in my opinion so um you know i think that's how it's going to be in the pack there's a couple guys still out there there's a couple guys give me give me some names Uh, you know um ty hilton but i mean yeah but i mean mean, i'm talking about jarvis landry still landry i like but like i said i don't think go give me this so you got ty hilton landry uh obj obviously is still hanging around but he's coming off a major injury though OBJ's got major injuries, so I don't even know if he'll, you know, I don't even know if he'll, like, he, to me, he seems like a trade deadline kind of a guy, like a guy that might get signed yeah. in the middle of the season, you know, he's got a, he's got a heel first. I don't think anybody's picking him up before he's even, like, past the physical, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right, it's definitely a little slim. So, than I thought, maybe. And, even, and even those guys you named, like, they were never even marquee guys when they were young. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, T.Y. Yeah, Hill was, right. you know, T.Y. Hill, he's always been a good piece. I'm not, like, knocking him, but he was never a guy that people were banging down the door to get, you know, even when he was 22, fresh, you know, fresh as he could be. So, it was like, you know, I, I just think they're they're the after-draft market guys. Will Fuller? Fuller, he's got the speed, and he's always kind of, like, that's always going to be intriguing to people, but there's he's a reason. the best option, to be honest. But there's a Maybe reason why he's been on like six or seven different teams, right? Like, 
<laughs> two teams. Okay. Two teams. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but it just feels like, I mean, maybe it's because it's all the injuries or something. Like, it just feels like he's a guy that's kind of like, Extensions. he's yeah. just, he's just been like a, 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 um, a, like a tease, like a, like a cock tease. His whole career is like, dude, when are you going to fucking pop? You know what I mean? Like, when are you going to give us something to really be excited about? So like, I'm not really, you know, I don't think nobody's banging the door. For, I mean, MVS is that guy. MVS is the Will Fuller. The younger, is healthier, he? yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't know. It's like what you said. Every time I think of MVS, the only image, I, like the only image that comes across my head, is him flying down the field and Rogers throwing the ball. But that's not his fault. The left. I, I get it's not, but I'm saying that's that's all I can picture in my mind. Yeah, but guys so who like, watch tape know, and break it down and really know concepts and routes, and they know like. In the NFL, right, everyone wants to say they run this system, they run that system. There's really only like two or three different offenses. You know what I'm saying? Like there's like either you're going to run the ball and you're going to kind of do it more traditional or you're going to try to be more like motions and all this other kind of shit or you have a running quarterback, right? Or mm-hmm. you're running some sort of West Coast-based offense that it, that you put your own spin on. Like everyone's running um, the offense that Bill Walsh invented for the most part with their own little twist to it. You know, and if you really twist it enough, I guess you can say everyone's running this, you know, people say McVay, but it's really Mike Shanahan, right? You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. won two Super Bowls with this offense. He fucking, I don't want to say he invented the, 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 the zone blocking, but he definitely like, you know what I'm saying, put his uh, chef's kiss on it. So it's like, that's really, everybody's really running the same shit. They change it up. So it's like, when you're an offensive coordinator or when you're breaking down tape, you're a scout or whatever the case may be, you know, okay, what this route concept was. It, enough to be like, that's on Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or that's enough to be like, mm, MVS, you could have stemmed your route a little bit more. You should have recognized the coverage and stopped it two yards short or whatever. They know what they're looking at. So for multiple teams to be interested in MVS and for him to put out there, I want 10 plus million. And for the team that just got rid of the cheetah on the same day that they have MVS in their building on an interview on a on a whatever, trust me. If he focuses on his new opportunity, this guy is going to blow up. On that note, I think Lazard is a number two. I know you said that they don't have a re- legit number two. But I think Lazard is a number two. And the reason why I say that is because over the, over the season, I was saying the same thing. Oh, he's not a number two. He's a number three. But then when you look at other number two receivers, and I'm talking about number two receivers, not number one receivers who are, who who is the second option. I'm talking about actual number two receivers. Like I'm not talking about Chris Godwin. Right, Chris Godwin's the number two to Mike Evans, but he's a number one. He just plays mm-hmm. the second. I'm not talking about like a, a Adam Thielen, who was the number two to Diggs, and now he's the number two to Jefferson, but he has number one potential. I'm talking about a real legit number two, and I'm trying to think like who are guys that are really in that category. Um, but like, if you if you look up number two receivers, his numbers are pretty comparable and so again you have a situation where i think rogers overcompensating for whatever reason maybe he was really you know feeding Devonte because he was trying he was trying to like fatten him up so he wouldn't you know leave green bay 
and you know really get those numbers up and, may, and maybe that was part of it maybe Rodgers was like look for these next two years I'm about to make this motherfucker into the, a god and, and there's no way that they're going to get rid of him and yeah I mean the last the last five weeks for Lazard looked really good um, of the season you know uh, three out of five games 70 plus yards receiving um, six touchdowns five touchdowns in the last five games you're right. I think about that. Towards the back half of last year, it was feeling like Lazard could be the dude for sure. So you'd love to get him back. And I think what we haven't talked about actually is Tanyan coming back. Yeah, he signed too. Is, he did too. He signed too. He signed. So how big is that? How big is that? And to I get I, him back for a year. I think it's. I think that's going to be big. But I also think. That they're gonna probably pick a, and that's why I don't know if it'll be tight end. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm gonna say I don't know if it's gonna be receiver. I'm not sure who all the tight ends are this year. But maybe it's not receiver in the first. You know, I mean, I just think they pick either like a receiver or a tight end. Could be maybe they like they really like a tight end. But um, I think Tanyan, they're gonna need to bring in some competition for him. Like they always like to bring in competition. But I mean, I think he was a guy that. I I believe that he has the the potential to be, you know, a, a a staple in this offense. I mean, if he doesn't get hurt, we you know he wasn't off to a hot start before he got hurt. But it's like you know, neither was Lazard. You know what I'm saying? Like when when you're yeah. in this sort of offense where Rodgers is really stressing the ball to one guy. You know, it, it's gonna be hard for everyone else to eat and everyone else to look as productive as they can be. So, yeah. you know, I think, you know, and some people can say I'm just being too hard on Rodgers, I'm being a hater and all this kind of stuff, but I just, I wouldn't hold him to any different standard for myself. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, at that point, at, at his level, I, I think you, you you know, you you have to, there's less room for error. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what that that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? It yep. that's what being held to a higher standard. That's what being paid fifty million dollars a year about. That's what being called one of the greatest of all time is about. And winning MVPs. That's what it's about. You don't get to make the same mistakes that Joe Blow from you know whatever gets to make. You don't get to make the same mistakes that Tua makes or or, or Tannehill yep. makes. You are held to a higher standard. So when Lazard is wide open, I don't give a fuck. It was like, oh, it was just one play last year. First of all, it wasn't just one play. But even if it was, I don't care. That is the reason why you're the fucking supercomputer dude, right? I thought you could remember plays, guys who were open on plays back in middle school. So you tell me you don't fucking know that Lazard's open on that? You don't know the route concept? You can't read the defense well enough to be like, you know what? If Adams is being double teamed... I know how many players on the field. You know what? I bet you we've run this play in practice, right? It's usually open in practice. I'm Lazard might be open. Let me just peek his way for a second. If I'm going to throw it to Adams, whether he's triple covered or not, who gives a fuck? If I look at Lazard for two seconds and just see if he's open, I'm still going to Adams anyway. So I'm not buying this from Rodgers. Oh, it's only one time. Oh, give him a break. It's just one play. No, that that's that's literally like that's why I paid you fifty million dollars. You're Aaron Rodgers. You have to see that. You have to see it. You have to yeah. throw it accurate in stride. Okay, not behind his back. He's gonna make a one-handed catch and he gets tackled short of the first down. No, you have to throw a perfect pass in stride 
for a yeah. touchdown or for whatever, 50-yard gain, whatever it is. I mean, that, I, honestly, I don't think that's too much to fucking ask. You know what I'm saying? It's like asking a brain yeah. surgeon to fucking cut, make an incision. Dude, this is your fucking job. This is why you're a brain surgeon. You're not a goddamn, you know, I don't even know what's like minor surgery. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're a brain surgeon, dude. You're literally opening up people's brains in like one wrong slip. A motherfucker can be mentally impaired for the rest of his life. Make the throw. That's what I want from him in those moments. You don't have to be perfect the whole game. You can throw two picks in the first half. But you know what? Give me two spectacular dimes in the fourth quarter with everything on the line that wins the game. Yep. Get it. All right, man. So, look, we talked about the Packers situation, what they might do in the draft. We talked about we talked about Adams. We talked about all this stuff. Let's talk about some of the other teams in the NFL because this free agency has been – like, I tweeted today, welcome to the NFL BA because that's what the fuck this is. This is like the NFL Football League and Basketball Association because guys are getting yep. traded like they do. In the, I mean, this is the kind of stuff you see in the NBA, right? You, or, or baseball. Yeah. You don't see this kind of stuff in the NFL. I mean, Hall of Famers, all pros, pro bowlers getting swapped and traded like some kind of, I don't even know. I mean, it's like. it's a, Yeah, I think there's two schools of thought there. Um, and I'm not saying this is bad. I'm not saying this is bad yeah, at all. No, I'm just right? saying it's I mean, unprecedented. That's all I'm saying. Yep. And it's exciting. You got, you got everybody that's chasing a Super Bowl win. Right now. Mm-hmm. Right now. They want it right now. So they're willing to go all in. And then you've got teams that are are just desperate to find the next franchise quarterback. Or look at what the Cleveland Browns did. They basically said, Cleveland basically said, we've drafted number one quarterback for so long. So long. Year after year, we've had the number one pick, the number two pick, the number five pick. And we've missed year after year. So they just said, fuck it. Take all the picks. Take them all. <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll we're all bad at using guys. them anyways. We don't know what the fuck we're doing with these yeah, picks. We'll go all in on this guy. We haven't drafted anybody in years. And and we'll build our team around this guy. And then hopefully, I mean, they got a good defense. They got Amari Cooper. They, have uh, a, they got two stud running backs. And, a, and, and not just a stud running back, but they have a stud running game. Do you remember when both of those guys were hurt and some dude named D-something mm-hmm. Johnson or Ernest, whatever the fuck his name is, came in and had like 120 yards and two touchdowns or whatever? I mean, it's like, dude, yep. it is a well-oiled, German-engineered machine over there in Cleveland running the football. It doesn't matter who the hell's back there. They're going to get production. So when you got that... And then you got Deshaun Watson, who, oh, by the way, in case y'all forgot, he was like one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league every year he's been in the league. So now he goes from that where he's running for his fucking life, getting kicked in the eye, still making amazing plays for touchdowns, where he gets to actually stand back and let plays develop and read defenses. And, oh, by the way, like another thing, like Amari Cooper, like you mentioned, this dude... Amari Cooper, if you think Devontae Adams has high volume, look, the the Amari Cooper, at least in Dallas, he was getting the ball like crazy. I mean, I mean, he is a high volume guy. He runs great routes. Some people say he's not really doesn't not, he's not like splashy or whatever the case may be, or maybe like some people may think he's kind of like overrated or like missing something, but he's a route running technician. He's got good size you know good he's a good receiver man he's he's i mean i would say he's 
I mean, yeah, he's. I want to say he's. I mean, I forgot that you know, Watson had the Hopkins, but it's like, I don't think he's much far off from that. You know what I'm saying? I don't, and, yeah. and and you can argue. I mean, Cooper never had a Watson. I mean, you could say you know, I don't think anyone's going to put Dak in Watson's category. So it's like, you know. Yeah, they can do some damage. I mean, that's all you need. Just they him, can. just him, <laughs> and Watson can do enough damage because they're going. And, oh, and yeah, the, the the running backs can catch the ball too. So I mean, and Stefanski, he's young, he's innovative. I mean, I wasn't really. I thought they made a dumb decision, but he took him to the playoffs. I mean, with Baker and everything that's going on. So I I kind of believe in the Stefanski guy. The defense is good. They have a. Stud star defender in in um, um what's that guy's name the outside the edge guy um Miles Garrett I mean so they, they and they've got other pieces on that side of the ball so I was like yeah I mean Cleveland I mean they I mean who, they could they could be the number one team next year in that division who I mean it's crazy to think the Bengals just went to the Super Bowl but it's like already Cleveland looks good. They look good. AFC would be fun to watch between man AFC, um, the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Browns are going to be right there. The Broncos are Broncos, gonna be right in the mix. Cleveland the could be right in the mix. Raiders, Raiders dude. Honestly, right people were shitting on Devontae. I'm like, dude, like I understand. Look, you under, I understand. You might be angry, yada yada yada. Maybe you think he lied to you, but I, I mean, to me, there was no, no real true evidence of that, and it's like. Don't 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 start talking about oh look what happened to Greg Jennings and Rand and and Jordy Nelson. It's like come on, dude. Like that, like the, honestly, to me, those are totally different situations. This dude is healthy, okay. This dude is just <laughs> neither of those two guys ever were all pro, okay. Like this dude is multiple all pro, damn near unanimous. So it's like come on, man. Like this is a totally situation, and he's going to a guy that he literally loves. As like a brother, yeah. and they already fucked the league up one time. You know, yeah, it was in college, but they they yeah. they, they terrorized college. So totally different situation. And I and honestly, I hope I, I hope he has an amazing season. Just for people to just like, I just don't like people tearing down other people because you want to lift Rogers up or something. Like, don't don't tear him down. If he doesn't have a good year, okay, but don't be like, oh, we don't need him. Rodgers made him. Like, nah, that's that's to me, that's bullshit. So, um, no, I agree. The AFC is. I think the pressure's on Derek Carr. Just real quick, mm. the pressure's on Derek Carr right now. Oh no, for sure. He, he can live up to that contract. Yeah, and no, he the, doesn't even have. He's got one year left on his deal, so they yeah. got to figure that homeboy out. Otherwise, Devontae is going to be hanging in the wind. Well. Depending on we'll depending on how this season starts out, they they start out seven and zero. You best believe that check is coming. You know what I'm saying? So you know they're putting up numbers. I mean, because they got Waller too, and they also got a nice little running game. Like you know, it, they were in the playoffs. Okay, they were in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So like it, it's it's going to be. I mean, and speaking of other playoff teams, you know the AFC, right? Um, the uh, Matt Ryan. I don't know how you feel about him, but he he lands in in in, in the Colts. He lands with the Colts. I kind of yeah, like that. I kind of like that for the Colts. You know, I think that's a major upgrade. I don't think you know Ryan, no one's going to confuse Ryan with the Hall of Famer. I mean, he won MVP one year in that kind of magical season. Uh, he's not going to be anyone's All Decade team or nothing like that. But to me, he's like, I think he's an upgrade over what they had the last two years of Philip Rivers and and Wentz with that offense. I mean, they're they're one of the few teams I think in the last two years 
that finish in the top 10 of both offense and defense. They've got an incredible offensive line. They got JT, okay? I mean, they're in a great – he's in a good spot. They're in a great spot, yeah. They, I mean, Matt Ryan fell into a great spot for sure. Um, yeah. And I would assume they're going to have to restructure the contract because he was due – I don't know, like a like the forty six million dollar cap hit or something. So they're mm. gonna have to do something with the money and probably extend him out, I would think. But um, you know, he's thirty six. Hasn't looked great, but then again, that that team's been kind of in a rebuild mode um ever since they lost the Super Bowl um to the Patriots, I think back in twenty sixteen. It just seems like they never really recovered from that. Yeah. Maybe mentally or you know, just a couple, three bad, four bad losing seasons. So, you know, I don't know what Matt Ryan is at this point, but it's definitely an upgrade, I think, over Phillip Rivers for the Colts two years ago. And Wentz. Definitely an upgrade over Carson Wentz, yeah. for sure. That was that guy was just so erratic and all over the board. So, I, you know, I think, you know, at 36, like like you said, you got – you got Taylor back there. You 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 just need a guy to come in and, and really not make the type of mistakes that Carson Wentz made last yeah. year, throwing the ball up crazy ass plays on the goal line yeah. where he's throwing the ball up, yeah. you know, pick six. You, you just can't have that. And I don't see Matt Ryan as that type of guy. Mm-mm. But for the Colts, I mean, they just they're in a situation where they built such a team offensive and defensively mm-hmm. that they they were just desperate to get someone in there yeah um i'm kind of surprised you know jimmy g was a name that was floated around for the colts um i heard baker mayfield a little bit i don't know where those i'm curious to see where those two guys are going to land but matt ryan i think to the colts makes a ton of sense and I, i hope he does well it'd be nice to see him have a little resurgence yeah he's only 36 years old so um, Me, you know, they could have a nice little two, three year run. Yeah, for sure. I think for sure a little two, three year run. And I mean, it's it's just perfect. Like he doesn't have to do much. I don't think he's he has to do much. Again. You know, it's yeah. like like yeah, honestly, right. no. they 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 really just need him to do like. Can you give us four K and like twenty five touchdowns and like less than ten interceptions? We'll we'll if you can just do that, Jordan will do the rest, and this defense will get it done. And we'll just yep. we'll see how things play out, you know, in, in, on the big stage. But if you can do that, they're gonna be a a top four seed. They're gonna, they they can probably I don't know, man. Who else is I don't know, man. The, the, the AFC is loaded, man. The AFC is loaded like a fucking you know baked potato. <laughs> I don't even know like all the fixings, man. Sour cream, ranch, cheese, bacon, all that shit. Chives. Onions. They got everything going on in the AFC. And meanwhile, the NFC is NFC's looking kind of skimpy right now. NFC's looking kind of yeah. skimpy. I mean, they won a Super Bowl the last two years, but I mean, one is that kind of COVID year shit. And last year, I mean, you know, okay, I kind of give, I'll give the Rams their thing, but you know, we all feel like the Packers could have, should have been there. Um, as far as Jimmy well, G, Tampa Bay coming all the way back. The Rams, Brady. they're going to reload. They're going to be back. Um, you know, the 49ers are going to be right there in the mix, no matter what they decide to do at quarterback. quarterback yeah. they're, they're always, you know, Shanahan's a good coach. So. He's a good coach, yeah. I mean, I think consistent, those yeah. are tough teams. Yeah, those But, are I mean, like you said, that's just sure. three teams, man. You know? <laughs> I mean, the AFC, it's like, it's like in the AFC, you got 
two divisions where literally every single team in the division is like, <laughs> you're like, oh, they got to all make the playoffs. So it's like, you know, you're going to just have the whole playoffs just be two divisions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, what the hell were the Steelers doing? I mean, I don't understand what's going on there. Um, you know. I mean, they signed Mitch Trubisky thinking, is he going to be the number one guy going into the season? That I mean, that's interesting. You know, I think, that's but, a surprising but, move. but you know what? I think that is a surprising move. And, and maybe, maybe they're looking at it. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're looking at a Garoppolo. I mean, even in last year's playoff, the dude had a bad shoulder and a broken thumb on his like throwing hand. It's like, and he still gutted out a win on the road in negative degree weather in the snow against Aaron Rodgers the third time he's beat him. So it's like, Give the dude. I'm. I'm all about. I'm big on winners and guys who can gut shit out and like lead a team. And like that's the kind of guy that I feel like Pittsburgh would love. You know what I'm saying? He seemed like he. So maybe the Trubisky's just like a fail safe. We don't think he's as nearly as bad as he looked in Chicago because Chicago is just a dumpster fire and everything that they touch turns to rot. I mean, think about. Khalil Mack, like, right? I mean, people were calling him a Hall of Famer. I mean, he probably still gets there, but it's still like, like they just smeared him in their Chicago shit, and it's like he gets dealt for like a ham sandwich or whatever to the to the to the Chargers after they gave up like two or three years worth of their future. So it's like I just think they're like, look, man, we don't think he's as bad as he looked in Chicago. We're not, but it's like Mike Tomlin had a winning season. Starting guys like Duck Hodges and fucking Rudolph, Mason Rudolph and Duck fucking Hodges. I feel like he he's like I could go eight hundred with this dude. I, I think I think Tomlin either he's like either it's finally gone to his head, or he knows what the fuck he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Like either he's yeah. finally like been reading too much of his own press clippings and smelling his own piss. Like I can win with my grandma, my quarterback. I don't give a fuck. We got T.J. Watt. Okay, you know what I'm saying? We got we got oh we got uh this uh, running back who's about to be a mon- a menace. All right, we got defense for days. Yeah. They got some guys that can take that Deontay Harris and Claypool. So it's like, dude, we just need to run the ball. We need somebody who can just get it there. And 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 we know Trubisky has an arm. Tomlin knows he's he's he ain't going nowhere. The freaking Steelers, they invented the fucking Rooney Rule. Okay, so it's like they're not getting rid of Tomlin. No time soon. This is damn near a lifetime bid for this dude. You won a Super Bowl. You haven't had a losing season. I mean, let that sink in. Duck Hodges and Mason fucking Rudolph in that division. No, he's good. He's 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 got house money. You know, he he he's 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 not going nowhere. So, but I mean, one last thing I did want to mention about the free agency is. Our boy Zadarius Smith makes a yeah. commitment to the Ravens, the team that drafted him. Uh, three years, thirty something million, something like that, thirty-five million, maybe a couple extra million in incentives. Then Von Miller, Hall of Famer, Von Miller, soon to be Hall of Famer, signs a massive six-five-year, one twenty. Now, I'm, I'm sure he's not going to see nowhere. He might even he might see half of that money. Okay, yep. but you know I'm sure there's some void years and and you know exits in that contract and all that kind of shit. But it looks nice, and and, and it makes guys like Zadarius Smith say, "Hold on, what the fuck?" And and I've read it, and he said he did that twice. He did that twice with the Ravens, 
And the Ravens on the on the on the on the on the second time they're like, nah, man, come on. The first time, like, okay, okay, you saw the Von Miller thing. We'll throw you a couple extra money. And then they came back again with some funny shit. And they were like, what the, What do you think this is, dude? <laughs> what do you think this is? No, come on. Get, get out of here. Skedaddle. And so he did like most of the Packers, uh, you know, leftovers, forgotten toys. He goes to the NFC North. I mean, what is it about the NFC North, man? I don't know if there's another division that cannibalizes or fucking... I don't, it's not even cannibalize. It's like they're the bottom feeders, right? And like no, no other division you see this sort of incestuous swapping of players like it is in the NFC North when it comes to Packers leftovers. I mean, they can't wait to heat. They can't wait to reheat those leftovers and mm, mm, mm. we love tasting Packers early in the morning. I mean, they want the the Bears. I mean, they got St. Brown. The Bear. I mean, uh, the Bears get St. Brown. I mean, St. Brown really. (laughs) And then now Zadarius going to the Vikings. I mean, of course, of course, every year Zadarius is here. They were hell. He's overrated. Daniel, Daniel Hunter, whatever fuck you say his name, Daniel, Daniel, whatever you say his name. He's so much better than Z. Now, oh my God, they can't wait to chug him off. Oh, Zadarius, oh my God, yeah, we got him. Oh, we fucking really secretly loved him. So I was like, man, oh God, Vikings fans, man, the whole NFC North is pathetic, man. And honestly, and the by- worst part about it all is, you know, Z will probably come to Green Bay two times a year. We'll go up there, and he'll have the best game of his season. Yeah, yeah. A couple of sacks. No, for sure. You know, a strip fumble. I think he's gonna have some. I think he's gonna have some good games. He'll be dancing and shit all over the backfield. Oh, you you know you know the first time he lifts that yeah, shirt up, know. it's gonna say okay. something about cheese or Green Bay or something. Yeah, yeah. he'll be terrorizing us for uh, he'll be terrorizing us for two three years for sure. I mean that's always the way it goes. We're gonna have to deal with that. But well, I mean may, maybe maybe I mean Brett Favre got us that you know one game that first time. But I mean, after that, I mean, yeah. we were kind of kicking their ass. I mean, no one else really came back to bite us. No one else really came back to bite us. And that's my point. That's my point. Like these guys, it's like they're so desperate to get a part to get a part of Green Bay. You know, everybody always comes in talking about the rivalry. You know, taking it back and yada yada yada, being kings. Like that's why that's why y'all suck. While you're thinking about the, this rivalry and winning the North, it's about winning the fucking Super Bowl. You're small mm-hmm. pea brain. Uh, your small pea brain, backwards thinking goals are not gonna get you anywhere. And you think just by bringing in Packers coaches, I mean it was funny. You got like Zadarius, and then you got Mike Pettin, and then you got it's like, it's like these fucking rejects. You want you want Pettin to do? We fired because he could. Like come on, man, is Zadarius? I mean, I do love to do it, and I think he's a great personality. But I already think I already said like the guy, the problem that I had about him, he's way too sack. Crazy. He's sat crazy. He's gonna he's gonna compromise the defense. And but yeah, I do think he's gonna have like a I think he will have at least one big game. Whereas like yo, he'll have like three yeah. sacks like that. Like he had the three sacks against the Vikings that year in Minnesota. He'll have like a three sack game and you know he'll get his little shirt off and you know they'll win. Cause I mean the Vikings win, they beat us every year for like the fast fucking ten years. So like fans need to yeah. get over that shit. Like, you know, I mean the Vikings, they're not bad. They're not horrible, honestly. They they uh they beat us every year. So for you know, sure. one sure. one one, they split one sometimes on the road, sometimes at home. Rarely they beat us at home. But you know, so it's like yeah, you know, but I, same for him. Like, I want him to. I don't want him to fail. You know, because I don't think he was a. Ba- I don't think he's a bad player. I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's definitely a more money hungry kind of me guy. But you know, sometimes teams do need that. 
but it's like how yeah. you manage that. And I think the Packers managed it pretty well. And but they're like, we don't need to manage that anymore because we have Rashawn Gary, who's young and cheap and focused. He's not he's not he's not like you in that sense. And 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 and, and, and no knock on him, but everyone has different sorts of personalities. I'm not trying to like speak down on him, but I'm just saying like I think the Packers prefer those sort of and that's why everyone loved Tay. Because Tay wasn't really that guy. And I think that's why a lot of people were so shocked. Because, like, he never seemed like the look at me. I mean, even uh, fucking Aaron Jones, like, has the jewelry and stuff. Like, the shades and the... I mean, he's, like, a very, like, yes, sir, no, no, ma'am, yes, ma'am, like, military guy. And he, to me, even had more, like, bravado and personality than, than, and than Tay. And Tay was, like, you know, mm-hmm. he was just kind of, like, a no-nonsense. Yeah, I'm the best. Next question. Like, you know, he never really yeah. talked about his opponents or nothing like that. He never had a bunch of antics and nothing like that. Like, I mean, hell, I don't even know if he did that many like Lambo leaps. He was kind of like a very, yeah, he was kind of like a taller, more at like athletic, like Marvin Harrison, you know, yeah, without right. the, without the murder case <laughs> that everyone kind of just conveniently forgets about. And so it I was know. just like, you know, I don't wish any of these dudes any ill will. I hope they all succeed everywhere. These guys go. Yep. Uh, except, like I said, Zadarius, I don't want him to have, I don't want him to make a Hall of Fame career over the next three years playing Green Bay. But I expect one or two, one or one game a year, he's gonna make guys re- remember that no, he's not a bust. He's he's not just oh fuck him. He's like oh yeah, he was good, yeah. wasn't he? He was good for us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. So you know, uh, look, I know we're look, I know we're on overtime here, man. But damn, I mean, I. Yeah, we're in overtime. We're in overtime. So, like, I like to just carry over. Now we've got free agency out the way. So next week, yep. for sure, we're going to get Perfect. to the we, – we should have enough time to get to Fox, ESPN, swapping uh, swapping personalities. And, look, this week we got to get this list together and we got to put this poll out on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook about football movies, so next week Oof. we can talk about it. We 100%. we got let's get a, let's get together, man, and 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 at the very let's try to like maybe Saturday Sunday just have it ready, and then we can run it for a couple of days on these different platforms. Perfect. And by Wednesday, yeah. what's we'll uh Wednesday right Thursday? What is it? what's today? Wednesday? Yep, Wednesday. <laughs> no, Wednesday we'll yep, talk about Wednesday. it. So um sound sounds good. Sounds good, brother. Yep. Sounds great, man. Hey, that's an episode seventeen. How fitting. The Devontae Adams episode. How fitting. Episode 17. Tay. You know, that's perfect. That is just poetic justice at its finest. Unlike 17, we will be back next week. Unless, I don't know, somebody wants to pay me. ESPN, you might find this podcast. We need this guy. Then, you know, I'm sorry. (laughs) I I won't be back. (laughs) But (laughs) I doubt that happens very seriously. So, man. Next week, we'll be back here, man. Me and Tom doing it again. What's packing podcast? Thank you guys for joining us. And like we say at the end of every show, go pack, go. And remember, the Bears still suck. Peace. See you, buddy. Take care. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.